here we go. We're going right now. No fancy beat. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I, I didn't even get the fancy beat introduction. <laughs> nah, not yet, man. Uh, episode 8 of the Chronicles of Hoodie Craig podcast. Well, I guess today we're going to call it the Chronicles of the Break Fitness podcast. I got my man BK from that podcast here with me today. Uh, what's up, man? How man, you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's a long time coming, right? This, we've been talking about this for, for a little while, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy to be here, ready to drop some uh, some knowledge, maybe. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, yeah, it has been a long time coming. Uh, but y'all know the deal. We're going to run through this real quick. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and his podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Uh Subscribe, rate, review, share, all that all that good stuff. You all know what I'm saying? Uh, both by podcasts are brought to you by the 502 Podcast Network, Louisville and Beyond. Uh, the Beyond part's coming soon. So uh, we got some we got some couple things to talk about, but uh, I think we're mainly gonna focus on fixing the DC extended universe. It, it's uh, a task. <laughs> I think we can do it. If anybody can do it, it's us too. Uh, then we're gonna touch on some Louisville, Louisville uh, sports towards the end. So if you're a Louisville fan, that's all you came here to see. Uh, you can skip to the end, <laughs> but please listen to the whole thing. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess you wanna you wanna shout out anything? You wanna plug anything before we get going? Man. You know, uh, Good Shag Productions dropping something. If you're listening to this, then it would probably be yesterday that, um, or whenever we, we post this, but uh, Good Shag Productions dropping uh, some new stuff, Info Wars on YouTube. Yep. Uh, be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Yep. By the time you hear this, it will be out and available. So go to your browser, type in YouTube, Good Shag Productions, and boom, there you go. Uh, we've both seen some clips. It's about a 30, I think roughly 30 minutes long. Uh, you're going to laugh your ass off too. So Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready to get to it? Man, let's get it. All right. So, as we all know, DC's movies have kind of been lack, lackluster a little bit. You know, so over the course of six years and seven movies, where does the DC universe stand to you? To me, so I'm a, I'm a Batman uh, fan, right? That, that's probably putting it as an understatement. So Batman's always at the top of, of DC for me. I'm not a Superman guy. Same. Um, never been a Superman guy. Uh, I get it. You, you know, you can't do a DC extended universe without Superman. I mean, that's just not, you know, that's not uh, realistic. But, um, but man, I, I think you know you're in you're in a spot where you're you're recasting the, for the Superman role now. Uh, Robert Pattinson's the new Batman, and I'm still not sure how I feel about that on the inside. But uh, you know, you you knocked it out with Aquaman. I thought that was an excellent movie. Uh, Wonder Woman was good. I know Wonder Woman 1984 is coming, but but after that, man, I mean, it, it's a toss up. It's up in the air with with what they need to do. So. Yeah, I would like to show throw Shazam in there as a decent movie. I know you haven't seen it yet, but uh, I I was pleasantly surprised with with that movie. Uh, that movie was like really the first one that kind of 
brought bits and pieces from other movies into it as well. So I think that was another step in the right direction for them. Uh, but I, did I cut you off? No, you, no, uh, no, I, no. So all right, it's your, it's your world, baby. I'm just living <laughs> in it. So we're we're here today to offer our thoughts and views of what we think would like to see happen within the universe. Uh, I'll, I'll let you see what, see what you think first. Then I'll, I guess what I all right. Go, we'll see what you think first about. Like you just gonna throw the pressure on me. You just gonna let 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 it come. I, all right. Okay. <laughs> I have I have what I think they should do, but I'm gonna see if it matches. All right, you. you'll make me look like the idiot first. No, 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 okay. no, no, You're more of a comic book guy than me, so um, this is right up your alley. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm a comic book nerd from way back, but uh, to me, man, there's a couple there's a couple problems right up right out of the gate, right? One, Suicide Squad. I wasn't a fan of the first one. Um, I know that they've got a second one coming out. They're talking about that being a reboot. It's not a reboot. I don't really think they know as of yet. Um, and you also got this Joker movie coming out, which I'm a uh, you know Batman Joker uh, freak. But does that tie into the overall DC universe? See that, and that's what gets me is because the Joker movie supposedly doesn't. It looks phenomenal. It does. It looks great. And I guess if there's anybody that could compare to Ledger's Joker, I guess it could be uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Hang, hang on, man. This place is going to sit on fire if you keep talking like that. I, that that's high praise, man. That's high praise. I, no, don't get me wrong. Hey, nobody will touch Ledger. But if I guess if there's somebody that could. It, he could. The guy's, the guy's a phenomenal actor. Uh, and, and it could. But, but here's my thing. Supposedly, the new Batman is going to be a trilogy with Robert Pattinson. They're going to do a new trilogy with that. Does that link up to this whole DC universe? Because if not, you've got so many overlapping arcs, and you're not going to get the buy-in like you did. You know, Marvel was brilliant in how they laid everything out, right? Brilliant. Um, you're not going to get that, man. It's just not. If you if you got a you know a thousand things going on all over the place. I mean, people aren't going to get any continuity to that. Is the continuity, is that a word? That, we're going to make that up? Okay, it's so a word on right, we'll the Hoodie Gray podcast. We'll run with it. Um, but you're not going to get that. You're not going to build that foundation that you're going to need. Um, and like I said, I really like Aquaman. I dig it. Um, I was little, you know, I thought initially in the Justice League movie, they tried to push him off as a little Thor-esque. If you know what I mean, like they just kind of gave him that Thor vibe, mm-hmm. um, but you know they they can they can go a lot of different ways, man. And, and me and you have talked for a while, and, and I think they really missed their opportunity to latch on to some key characters other than who they rode with the, with the original Justice League movie. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think their first mistake, honestly was building it around Batman and Superman. Right. Everybody's familiar with those two characters. Uh, you you have guys like Flash, Cyborg, who now you have to replace. Uh, and even Aquaman. They managed to make Aquaman a legit character. Where I know he's kind of had the portrayal of being like a, I don't know, corny, I guess. 
Corny's a good word. Yeah, <laughs> corny is a good word. So, and I thought they did a very good job, like rebranding him and whatnot. Uh, and you could have did the same thing with the Flash. Uh, the Flash, the TV show is great. Pe- people watch it. I mean, it's on like five, six seasons, so if people are digging it. I think that could translate to the big screen as well with the Flash solo movie. We all know Batman and Superman's story, whatnot. It can be played over and over and over again. And honestly, I think people are getting played out of Batman and Superman. Yeah, I'm not because I love Batman. Right. But why not introduce us to Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg before Justice League instead of trying to throw throw it all together? Because Marvel, and I talked about a little bit about this on my last episode. All the Avengers had a solo movie. Other than like Hawkeye and uh, Widow, because I mean, but they make cameos and whatnot. And I think DC missed the boat. They should have followed that mode. Uh, and you can't, and to your statement about like you can't keep, you can't have this going on right here, this going on right here, this going on here, boom, 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 because then you're gonna start confusing people because they're like, okay, well this Joker, he don't fit in with this, you know. And it's like, why, why should people care about what don't fit in? with it absolutely and and here and, and and you know that that's it so what do you what do you do if this joker movie is successful right like it's super successful it, you know it's a great great movie which could be could could happen but what do you do when you're, you're now you know maybe a five-year timeline because it doesn't sound like the joker's going to be in this first movie of uh robert pattinson's right um which i'm hoping is the court of Isles, side note but um I think you might be disappointed on that. I think it's Penguin and Cat. I think there's like half a dozen, but I think Penguin's the main one. But I'm with you. See, uh, so I, I have an issue with that, but we'll, to finish that. So now, what do you do if you cast a Joker for that movie and you have a sequel to this other Joker movie coming, right? And I read some stuff the other day, and I don't even think I've talked to you about this, but... I read some stuff where they're going with a storyline where the Joker is Bruce Wayne's half-brother in the Joker movie. Have you heard this yet? No, I haven't. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I read that I read that yesterday, and I thought, oh, that, that can't be right. But then more and more people kind of picked up on it. Uh, okay, so, first reaction, I don't like it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I almost threw my phone out the window when I read <laughs> it the first time. But... You can't you can't do that, right? So Suicide Squad at some point, some point in time, I know they're pushing Harley Quinn as her own character. But if you're a comic book nerd such as myself, you know Harley Quinn is tied to the Joker. Side note, and I know if people listen like listening to this, you're a comic book person. I know Harley Quinn didn't debut in the comics. She actually debuted on Batman the Animated Series and just got folded into the comics a little bit later on. Oh, that's new if I didn't know that. Yeah, but the two... I'm dropping knowledge, baby. You are. Dude. You are. That's why, that's but, why you're here. <laughs> but, um, so, at some point, they're going to have to meet, right? And, and if you have, you know, it, you just can't... you got too many too many cooks in the kitchen, right? It, and it's just not going to turn out the way that it should. But, but real quick, the joke, the penguin for the main villain hate that here's why I hate I'm not that. a fan of it either but here's here's why I hate that you just went through this Gotham TV series right where the Joker was pretty much you know the main Batman villain that was that popped up in that show did you watch the show I've got to like the end of season two or three 
it, it, it's very hit or miss, right? Yeah, uh, but it was. The, but the last couple seasons, I mean, it it, it blows character arcs and stuff. Kind of, it, they go their own way, right? Which I think the producers and, and directors and everybody said that that was well known uh, beforehand. But you got people who it, it's overkill of a character, man. It, it, but it, it hits too. So you got this penguin character, um, different from the comic book version. Really, and that was it. Him and the Riddler, and I can't think of the dude who played the Riddler on that, but I think he done a very, very good job with the character. But um, people have seen it, you know, and, and that's that's what's really killing me with comic book movies in general. At some point, and we talked about this too. At some point, they're going to reboot the X Men. Not to jump off to a Marvel tangent, but man, I hope the main character, main villain, isn't Magneto. And I don't want to see Mystique in any of the any of those new X Men movies when they're recast. But okay, so all right, I I have because I know I know nothing about X Men. Uh, when we talked about this, I hated Juggernaut and Deadpool. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was made terribly. Who who other than Magneto is an X Men like big? So Mr. Sinister like pops to mind, right? Uh, Mr. Sinister has a backstory with with Cyclops and and Jean okay. Grey and Havoc, who they really haven't done a lot with, but it's Cyclops' brother in, in the comics. Uh, the guy has a lot of story arcs, and they kind of teased it a little bit in Deadpool too. The uh, the Essex home or whatever uh, is kind of tied to that. Okay. Um, then they kind of did it. Was it Loke? No, it was. Uh, Maybe X Men Apocalypse, the the uh, the one where they got the vials of Wolverine's blood at the end, and it was kind of the S- exit, Essex. Easy for me to say, right? <laughs> Essex Corporation. Or, um, but they, so they kind of tease that Apocalypse. They done dirty in the in the Apocalypse movie, man. I, there's so much more to that character than than that. But but again, they couldn't develop that character because they're pushing Magneto and they're pushing. Mystique, and they're pushing all that story. Look, great characters. But we've seen three X-Men films with Magneto the first time. Uh, I like Fastbender a lot, but, man, you just gotta... It, there's so much more out there than that. Right. And that, and that's, that's another thing about DC. It's like... DC has a lot of good villains that they could oh, use. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, they, they could have built up a whole universe that led to the a dark said Justice League type movie or some shit you know what I'm saying uh, it, it's just don't I hate I hate that it's repetitive too you know yeah it I mean I'm unlike you said at the beginning Batman and Joker I mean like and I love it you know but after the dark night man I don't know if I'd want to attempt it <laughs> if I'm a director or not because that would, that's tough. Casting will be huge for that. Yeah, casting and story will be will be huge, huge for that. And there, you know, there's still a lot of Joker story. If you want to pull stuff from the comics, that's that's kind of untouched. And um, but man, I think Ledger done done such a fantastic job in that role, and it's just hard. Like it's it's going to be hard to recast that. But the thing about Batman, there's so many other villains that you could go with and, and, and roll with. Um, it's just, I mean, the possibilities are endless, man, but people keep going back to the same thing. They want to beat you over the head with the same, same storylines. Bro, there's not so many times you can see Bruce Wayne's parents die in the alleyway. Uh, that's just, that's just Right. It. Now, it brings me, DC could help fix this universe, and I guess a quote-unquote 
soft reboot if they hit that Flashpoint storyline. Yes. Because then if this Joker movie is a huge success, you could somehow incorporate him into here. Uh, I guess with, with Flashpoint, what it it's Thomas Wayne that takes the role after Bruce dies as yeah. a child. Um, you know, it, it opens up a whole new world for them. Right. Especially since people aren't really too thrilled with what's going on now. Um, you know, I mean, and, and you could bring in other. Like, personally, I love the Scarecrow in Batman. Uh, you know, like you said, Court of Owls. I mean, there's, there's villains you can do. I don't know if Scarecrow's been in the movies, but I guess he's... You played Arkham. Have you played the games Arkham Asylum and uh, Arkham Knight? All three. You know how they use the Scarecrow in those games. Yeah. I would love to kind of see that incorporated. Yeah, it, and, and and you could do that, right? And and that would be was Arkham Knight's the last one, right? Yeah. Where they he had the fear toxin and everything. Yeah. That would be a phenomenal story, man, and and a, a cinematic story. I, I think so too. And you could tie. You know, there's your opportunity to tie a couple other characters into that, you know, as well. But I mean, you could introduce Nightwing. Uh, I got a casting for Nightwing. Let's hear it. Kit Harrington. I'm with. I, I can be with you on that. I went with you when, on Batman. Yeah, I, I was. I was Game of Thrones <laughs> drunk when I was talking about Kit Harrington. Yeah, we can't. We can't have a five eight Batman run around. Yeah, here. No, until, <laughs> until I realized he couldn't ride roller coasters. You know what I mean? I was, I was all for it, but. Uh, I, I was I was on my Game of Thrones stuff then. Right. I mean, I mean, hell, like even with the video game, uh, also introducing the Arkham Knight character. Right. I mean, I I, I like the character in the, in the game. Yeah. I would love to see. Uh, you know, I mean, you still got Deathstroke. Uh, who 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 else we got that? You could do a real take on Mister Freeze. Look, I love Arnold, but Arnold. Had no business playing Mister Freeze back in the back in the day, and and uh, Jim Carrey as Riddler. I mean, that was a cartoon version of the Riddler. You want you want to hear my Riddler? Give it to me, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp like seventy years old, man. I mean, yeah, but I think he could be a good Riddler. He's yeah. Now I could see that. I, I could see that. Somebody was talking about Leonardo DiCaprio at one point, and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know, but as a Riddler, I don't know. And I love Leo; he's one of my favorites. I'm saying he's more Scarecrow than Riddler. Yeah, I, yeah, I could, I could see him more as that, uh, more as as in that uh, fold. I mean, hell, and then also. Somehow, some way, they got to get the court of owls in, in the damn uh, universe, man. They got to do it right, man. It's got to be a, it's got to be a backstory before it's the uh, before it's the real story. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like let it let it linger in the back, and then you know maybe yeah. be, the, be the third in a trilogy or, or something like that. Well, and you know it's like how uh, how the Batman begins, how they threw the Joker in there at the end with with the card. It was brilliant, and it, we, it was it like. Was. And I, why haven't? Why won't they let Christopher Nolan just help with with this? Maybe he doesn't want to, man. Maybe, maybe you know he's like, I got my trilogy, and and it was it is what it is. And to that's, me, that's man, I, that's I, like I'm a Batman guy, man. To me, that that that's it. Um, 
I've watched The Dark Knight like four times in the past week. I cannot watch it when it's not on TV, man. I, I'll waste time. Uh, it's not a waste of time to me. But if it's on, don't call me. Don't text me. I ain't coming out the house, and you ain't getting a hold of me while those movies are on. Right. It's like, man, uh, you know, Fridays we're off work, you know, and I got my my girl. Uh, she be asleep. I'm like, well, I guess we're just going to put The Dark Knight on or some, some for version of Batman or whatnot, but uh, uh but I alright uh, I guess we, let's talk about some other characters and we, we've we slobbered on Batman and yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you can tell we both love uh, uh, who do you think the, the next like I guess solo who would you go with next that that's a good one, man. But uh, so I go Green Lantern, and and this is this is why. Okay, hold on. I have a quick question. Is the, I don't know. I don't Green Lantern. I don't. I, is it a group of people? It is. Are you familiar with the Nova Corps in Marvel? So, somewhat, but okay, not. So so he, okay. Let me throw this at you. This, this might be going a little deep. All right. All right. This could be going a little deep. We might have to edit this shit out. I'm just going to throw it at you. Oh, no. it, we, we one take. We one, one take. take one, one take, baby. Okay. All right. <laughs> so here's where DC could have got the jump on Marvel, man. The Nova Corps and Green Lantern Corps, very similar. And we're trying to pass that on to a movie audience. People are going to see the connections in that, right? I think Marvel intentionally... I think Thanos was was an intentional villain because of his comparison to Darkseid, right? I think Ultron was a villain, strategic villain for Marvel because DC has Brainiac, who's a huge Mm -hmm. villain, right? I don't think that was by accident, man. I think Kevin Feige is a mad genius, and I think if if you're pulling for a DC villain, those are the first two you're going to go to, right? If DC and, you know, around that time, DC's doing their thing, and you know, as Marvel was 10 years ago, and they're putting stuff together. But if you release movies out that have similar characters to that, it doesn't matter if your movie's good or not. It's always going to be that. It's always going to be like, well, yeah, but I've seen this before, you know? And I think that's what they tried. That's where they... they I guess they wanted to tease him in Justice League, uh, tease Darkseid in Justice League, but it was so Thanos heavy. You know what I mean? Like that—that that was time. I, mean, I might just totally be blowing smoke right now, but that was—I don't know, man. I, I look at that and I don't think that was purely coincidental. That I think someone sat in a room and was like, "Hey, that's, let's let's do this. Great story. Plus, it kind of cripples DC on what they can do cinematically." Definitely, definitely. Uh, go ahead. But to your point, Green Lantern is who I would go with next. And I think you got to cast somebody. Who, who was it, Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, who isn't Ryan Reynolds? Um, but, you know, there's there's different versions of Green Lantern, so you go a lot of different ways with that. But I think if you want a legit story, uh, a character who, you know, has multiple dimensions, I think Green Lantern's the way, the way to go. All right, all right, so now, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan is, that's Green Lantern, right? Yep. Is, 
there's a white Green Lantern and a black Green Lantern. It's kind of like a pink Green Lantern. Or oh, is it? Okay, Lantern. so I didn't know. Yeah, so yeah. Because I was I was bored one one uh, Friday on Hulu, and uh, I forget which one. I watched the cartoon Justice League one, and just he was uh, Green Lantern was black in that one. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Stewart. Okay. John Stewart. Okay. All right. And he was kind of chasing Batman around, like you know, whatever, uh, whatever. So it was intriguing. I'm so Green Lantern would be built around multiple people, or it would be based off who, who's the main one. It, it depends. So, so it, it really how Jordan, I guess, is like the universally known Green Lantern, right? Okay. Uh, but but Stewart has a more. Uh, He's got a popular, you know, a popular fan base of his own in the comics. I think there's there's a whole Green Lantern corpse, and it kind of broadcasts out. But I think if you're doing that story, you almost go the Captain Marvel approach with it, and you they're already there, they're already that you can do back cuts, you know, whatever to kind of see see the story. But there's so I mean it's so so much man that you could you could go a lot of different directions with that. It could be a could be an Earth-based movie. Could be a space-based movie. Movie, but I think, oh, okay. uh, I mean, you could go a lot of different directions with it, man. And you know, at me personally, I think I would probably go Hal Jordan first, and then kind of branch that out into you know however it went, kind of like uh, maybe you know the uh, Captain America Falcon approach. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Makes sense. I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, I, I just I I'm gonna go see whatever they do, but uh, just because I, I I want DC to be so good, so bad, man. And like you said, to the where they just I mean, we all know they've took characters from each other and whatnot. But like you said, man, that that's a point that I never really thought of when you was like, well, they got Dark Side, we got Thanos, similarities and whatnot. Let's get ours out there first, right? And, and Dark Side. And don't quote me on this, but I want to say he was out years before the Thanos he, character was brought out. He was. Right? But, but if you – it does at that point, it doesn't matter. The average person who's going to go see the movies and support the movies and video games and whatever, that, that's not going to that – that holds no weight because it's only what the product that they've seen recently that's here first, right? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, man, I, is that coincidence? I don't know because that's two huge, huge villains in DC. Um, so you know, it is what it is. You know, but I mean, DC. I mean, you, you're going to have to play to your most popular storylines too. To that would translate to the to the uh, big screen from the comics. I mean, and if it's Dark Side, hey, you sit down. Let's come up with a plan. Let's do it better than what Marvel did. Right. Let's do it better than. Anybody's ever seen before. Let's. I feel like DC was just like, oh, okay, here, 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 here. Well, I feel like Marvel was a group table. Oh yeah, they planned that shit out brilliantly, and I felt like DC just rushed it too fast, too quick. And I think I, that's why I think they should soft reboot or reboot in general. Because I mean, you've already had to recast all your people. Pretty much, you have. And, and, sorry, I would say whereas Mar- Marvel rolled with the same crew for ten years, and that's another that holds weight with me. You wouldn't. I mean, would they switch Hulk once? Once, and I think that was pretty much the only one. Wouldn't nobody buy an Edward Norton as a Hulk, man. No, 
I, I don't like the Hulk anyway. Like for real, for real. But not a Hulk guy. Nah, not not for real. I just I didn't like the whole Professor Hulk in Endgame and. Uh, what, what if I told you I think the next Marvel villain is going to be Worldbreaker Hulk? What if I told you that? You think it's going to be that? I don't know, man. I, you know, everybody's talking about Galactus and all these these characters that they brought in from, you know, from Fox. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I know I'll, I've read some Spider-Man spoilers that I won't dive into. Hold Please on. don't. Yeah. But uh, now, and I'm kind of torn on that. But it's a DC conversation, man. Let, let's get back to it. You're right. Uh, I think I think DC should do something with the Flash. Next or soon, uh, I would pull Grant Gustin from the TV show to play because uh, I feel like the show is pretty popular. Uh, it and I think it could translate well. If you pulled in fans from that, because I, I really, when Baby First Born, I sat down, Netflix, binge watched the first three seasons or whatnot, and I was like, all right, man, I can dig the Flash. Uh, I thought a couple of his villains was good that could be introduced into the into the thing. Uh, That's a great TV show, man. That and uh, and Arrow, Arrow's it's it's really great too for for TV, right? I think and to me, man, the DC TV shows have been far superior to the Marvel TV shows. I love Daredevil, though, if you can consider that. I mean, it was on a Netflix show, but when you're talking broadcast television, ABC, CBS, NBC, all that, yeah. um, I wasn't digging the Peggy Carter Marvel show. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of... Eh. Yeah, that seemed kind of corny to me. Yeah, it's 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 out there, man. So, um, But Flash and Arrow, but, but to your point, so how many people are you upset if you pull well how many people got upset when they didn't cast him originally for Flash, right? You had that pocket of people who was who was upset with that. My thing is, man, it's it's Flash, you brought him in, everybody knows the Flash, he's recognizable. Right. Flash has had multiple T V shows, he's been in, you know, animated features. You could I mean you could argue the point that you do him like you do Superman or Batman, like we were talking about, right? Because people know him. You're going to know the Flash when you see him. And the success of that TV show kind of kind of builds off of that. Play Definitely. him as a back character. You know, introduce Hawkman or introduce Martian Manhunter. Somebody. Uh, and, you know, somebody that, that people know but isn't universally known as, as those three. I don't think Wonder Woman was universally as known as those. No, I, agree, I agree with that. And, uh. That was that, that was a damn good movie, by the uh, yeah. But I just I just think it's something different for DC because the Flash. I mean, like you say, he's had multiple shows, whatnot. I mean, and he's he's known, but I mean, has he ever had a, a motion picture movie? I don't think so. So I, th- I mean, I think that could be a hit as long as it's done right. Um, it. You know, but I, I mean, I get what you're saying that he's known. But by the way, the DC crossovers between their episodes are, are pretty, pretty dope. Like that's why I quit watching Flash because uh, the episode come on. Well, I didn't quit watching. I just haven't got back around to it. An episode come on where it had picked up off an episode of like Supergirl or Arrow or whatnot. I was like, well, damn, I don't even know what happened. So now I gotta go watch the, the other one right. to check it out. You know, and I and yeah. I love that. But uh, 
I, did you watch the Flash show? Did you watch? I, I watched, I think, the up to the fourth season, maybe. Okay. I so believe it's the fourth season. I fell in love with how they did Zoom. Right. On that. And I, I would love to see that version in the universe. Not the, because I kind of did some research on him and Reverse Flash about how they're similar but different. Right. Or whatnot, and you could even do Reverse Flash too. Uh, I just thought it was dope, and that's your portal to jumpstart the Flashpoint, the multiverse, I mean, that and, makes, we'll, and whatnot. That makes too much sense, you know what I mean? Um, but I think the people who are running DC television need to get the DC Cinematic Universe in that room and be like, hey, this is how you do continuity. There's that word again. <laughs> and uh, and and build, you know what I mean, and, and kind of piece it all together. Because man, ultimately that's what it's lacking. There's nothing that that pieces together. If if you know you throw a character out, I get why they put Cyborg in Justice League, right? Pop Teen Titans was popular. He was a character on there. But come on, man, Cyborg had no businessman in Justice League. Like it, it, I, I could see it from later on. And then you're trying to throw that backstory in. You've got all this stuff with Stephen Wolf, who isn't a a, a well-known villain. I mean, he's he's a villain. He's been around for a really long time. But uh, you know, you're trying to piece the mother boxes together, and it's like you're trying to tell the story. And I don't know how long was that movie? Two hours? A waste of time. It's two hours. My life ain't never gonna get back. Yeah, and dude, I've watched that movie. I don't want to say how many times because I mean, well, one, I don't know how many times. I tried so hard to like that movie, and I just fucking couldn't. I, I can't stand Ben Affleck as Batman, so I just get pissed off every time I see it. Right. Uh, even even the same with Batman versus Superman. Like I've tried it, and I, I just can't stand it. You know that that the line that do you bleed like that that kill? I'm like, bro. And then at the the when he's like, what Superman's like, please save Martha. He's like, why'd you say that? Now? Like, bro, that's so corny to me. Yeah, I, man, I, I really, I really wanted to like that movie, and I find myself watching it more than I should to, to like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but bro, it's <laughs> it's brutal. It just falls apart. The farther and farther along it gets, it just it continues to fall apart. I mean, you just see how terribly written it is. How I mean, I'm Zack Snyder just. I'm not a fan. Uh, I thought Man of Steel was good. I love Man of Steel. Up until about about 40 minutes left of that movie, it kind of started losing me. And then when he kills Zod at the end, I'm like, I get it. I get it. It's written like that, and I get it. It makes sense in the story, but come on, man. Superman ain't ain't snapping people's necks and killing them. And that's, that's not Superman. But, right. But, uh, but, again, I'm not a Superman fan, so someone reach out and please correct me on that. Yeah, oh, I forgot to plug your Twitter at the beginning of the show. We'll, we'll, we'll snag it. Uh, you know, so I mean, I, it's another Batman using a gun in Batman versus Superman. He's like, he's not. He don't shoot nobody. Like he ain't the Punisher. No, he's not. So that's not. And I hated the suit. Uh, they need to. I mean, it just needs. Batman and Superman need to need to. And I know we're getting a trilogy as I say this. Need to hit the shelf for a little bit. Let's take let's take a break. Let's you know introduce you know Green Lantern because he's not. I mean he he's well known within a certain community, but to the to the mass, I guess movie goer, he wouldn't be. So if you hit that right, because you've been on a roll with the past two, uh, if you hit that right, 
you got to start pulling people back in with with the story, and you got to start having pieces connect cameo appearances from people like the. Well, damn, you ain't seen Shazam, so I ain't gonna say it. Uh, Don't be spoiling nothing from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was about to say it. I was like, damn, he ain't seen it yet. Uh, you know, and then I think you know Aquaman had a, a brief sentence about Steppenwolf. And it's like that that don't cut it. Where if it's a universe and you want me to believe that everybody's together, stuff needs to coincide with each other and make me believe that they're together, like in Marvel. Let me throw this at you, right? You, you brought up earlier that it was rushed, right? Think about this. Mm-hmm. The Aquaman movie itself came out before Justice League. Would it have been a more of an impact? Like, it would have meant more to the viewer. It would have meant more to me seeing Bruce Wayne like, okay, now he's there recruiting Aquaman, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, would have meant, that would have been more impactful in the movie. You know, the same, same deal. I mean, it, it's like you've got to have story built for the payoff, right? It's like they tried to jump it. They, they wanted to pay off before they, they had everything before they had everything built and I know why they've done it and, and they were felt like they were rushing with Marvel trying to, to put stuff out and then it went under all these reshoots and, and you know the, the mustache uh, <laughs> the mustache incident um, but but man they, they've got to get back and and to your point you're right I wouldn't even cast if you, if Pattinson doesn't do Batman in the Justice League movies which I hope he's great by the way but if he doesn't do it in the Justice League movies, don't cast it. Late, don't cast Superman. Gail got it. Could 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 be the face of that franchise as Wonder Woman until then, right? Mm-hmm. You build those stories up. You build those characters up. Then when the you know things get crazy, that's when you reintroduce Batman and Superman. And not only, I mean, you can you can play that off and not cast that. And it builds anticipation for who, okay, you hear about Batman, you hear about Superman, you hear about Gotham City, Metropolis, you get a, a you know, some teasers for, for different stuff. Right. Uh, Nightwing or Robin or Red Hood or Lex Luthor, which I hope it's anybody, but with the Jesse Eisen. Oh, that was yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man. Um, anybody man I mean but you but you start to build that way and you start to build anticipation for a movie kind of like when you were talking about the Dark Knight you know he handed him the Joker card but in the theater I can still remember it in the theater where I was everybody was like oh it was an oh shit moment you it know was I mean? uh, and that's DC is lacking the oh shit moment and they they are and they almost had it with the Robin outfit they had the ha 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 on it almost dropped the ball they did and it, that was your moment right there, you know, because we all right. So when you had Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, or Batman vs Superman, Batman vs Superman, then Wonder then Woman did that. Why was Batman vs Superman the second movie in the timeline? Because it was Batman vs Superman. They thought they was gonna hit the jackpot, yeah. and they dropped the ball. You gotta let Batman and Superman start the Justice League. Like they should have used Batman versus Superman as the Civil War moment Marvel used with Cap and Iron Man. Yep. And they just they just dropped the ball on that because you you should have had you know Man of Steel cool, 
let's, let's keep Batman on the shelf. Like you said, throw some mentions out there. You introduce Wonder Woman. You introduce Aquaman. Maybe somehow kind of build some cameos with, you know, Flash or, you know, maybe even Cyborg at some point. I don't I mean, I don't know. That's not for me to tie in. And then you bring in Justice League, and that's kind of how you introduce Batman. into, Or, or some sense of that. And then maybe a Batman movie, then Batman vs. Superman. I don't know. It, it's just the, the timeline was janky, and it was all weird from the jump. And you could tell there was no plan. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it baffles my mind, man, that people got paid a lot of money to storyboard that stuff, and it was, at no point was someone like, what? <laughs> yeah, somebody's like, bro, this shit's trash. Yeah. It, I mean, because DC has too many good, good, good characters, excuse me, that aren't getting the light of day. And they should be. You know, I mean, people, nobody really knew the Guardians of the Galaxy before the movies. And people love that. You know how many DC characters people would love if they got to see on the big screen? Yeah. Here's a question for you. Side note. You think they need to go big blockbuster superstar Hollywood A-list actors? Or they need to go like middle tier actors to, to reboot? Because everybody wants the wants the character, right? Like, oh, so and so, you know. See, but I think they need to go mid tier, right? Like everybody, some people, some people knew Chris Evans before he was Captain America, right? You know, and and but I think you build there. I think you you do the character a disservice by making a superstar actor. But you can do mid tier characters that way, right? I think. You know, like Stallone showing up in Guardians of the Galaxy. That was cool. You right. know what I mean? But um, who else am I missing? Someone else in Guardians of the Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, Guardians of the Galaxy. Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Well known yeah, actor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I forgot you about bring that them up as mid tier, you know, like mid tier characters where the story's not built around them. Then you got that, like, oh, man, that's cool. You know, like so and so was in was in this movie, and but he wasn't like the main character. And I know, you know, you got Vin Diesel voicing Groot and only saying I am Groot you know yeah. um, and uh, Bradley Cooper doing Bradley Cooper, yes thank you read my mind right there Bradley Cooper um, you know things like that man I, so you know I, I, I laugh because I see some of these casting uh, solutions out there like fan casting of, of what they want in certain roles and I'm like man you know it's like you, you want to get some established people in there but you gotta you gotta get the right fit for that character. What your vision is for that character, get the right fit. Not, not you're not buying the name. Like people aren't going to come see the name; they want to come see the story of the movie. Right. Not you know. And I, I mean, I, I, I think Marvel did that well. Like they built the franchise around Robert Downey Jr. You know, not a, I wouldn't say an A-lister. Now he probably is, but at the time maybe not. You know, B B. Yeah, Robert Downey went through his share of struggles, man. Yeah. I mean, go back if you if you're unfamiliar with that. I mean, oh, he he pulled off one of the greatest rebrands of all time. Absolutely, wow. and, and you know that that in itself. I mean, they kind of rolled the dice on him as Iron Man, really, and it, it paid off huge. Don't get me wrong, but but at the time, it was kind of a that was a roll of the dice. Oh, dude, because honestly, Marvel 
those movies and him made Iron Man my favorite character of the Marvel Universe. And well, I love Tom Holland as Spider Man too. Uh, I think he shits on Tobey Maguire and was it Andrew Garfield? Yeah, I bring that up. <laughs> yeah, dude, those movies are whack. Uh, well, I haven't seen all the Andrew Garfield ones because they just look. But Tobey Maguire's no. Move on with your life, Jack. <laughs> all right, cool. And, you know, so I I think that you know I you know if they do use Robert Pattinson as the universal. DC, uh, Batman. I mean, I, I think that's a, a mid-tier. I, I mean, he known for Twilight, and he does a lot of independent stuff. But I, I think if if it hits, I think it could be brilliant, or I think it could be. If it hits, it's that Iron Man moment. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, and and not to, I mean, not to go back to it, man, but to keep on jumping back to Marvel. But the blueprint that they laid out was, I mean damn near flawless man really and right you know at some point you gotta DC has to separate itself out from what it is you know I think they tried to go for a darker tone and then it didn't test well with the audiences and they went back and tried and that just made for uh, a clunky movie man and, and, and not good storytelling they need to really focus on storytelling uh, right. some character development you know make me care that you got you know like Wonder Woman pops up in Batman Superman cool I know who Wonder Woman is but my, you know, 16-year-old nephew probably didn't. You know what I mean? And that's just, if you're not a comic book heavy, you're not going to know who some of these characters are. You need to kind of lay that stuff out and, and make me care about that character. Right. You know, and, you know, and, and, and Marvel's the blueprint, so that's why we keep referring back to it. They laid the foundation for each character beautifully you got the backstory and then we started rolling you know when they brought uh spider-man in in civil war when they brought black panther in for civil war and that's where we started introducing them and then when spider-man homecoming comes in it's the film of him going to silver you know recording on it like that that's brilliant yeah great story planning great character development great writing and once again, it brings back everything, you know, and then that's where we meet T'Challa. We find out what happens, and then you kind of get a backstory of, you know, his dad at the beginning of Black Panther and all that. And it, you know, you 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 got opportunities to do that, you know, with Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, you know, and if they want to incorporate Cyborg, um, but all that was rushed, man. It, oh, it was it was. It was super rushed. You know, when they just go through a file and click, you know, do, 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 like, they, they did nothing for me. They could have went, hey, Google search superheroes and brought <laughs> it up, right? And they're like, hey, Siri, give me some superheroes in here. Right, you know, uh, you know, and that did, that, that did nothing for me. Whereas if, say, we had a Aquaman before Justice League Flash movie, and then when they go through, look at those files, you pull up clips from those movies and it shows them fighting and whatnot. And then you kind of like click on this cyborg one and you're like, oh, shit, what we got here? You know, or, you know, whoever. And I think that would have been a perfect way to tie in solo movies to the main movie and introduce cyborg as you bring him in. 
So so let's do some hoodie Craig casting. You ready? Can, can you give me five characters you want to see and who plays the characters outside of no Superman, no Batman? Oh, you're going to the, you're going to the Google machine. I don't know, man. Well, all right. I, see, that's t- I have a hard time like kind of putting actors to places. Okay. You know, because I think... You know, we said earlier, either Johnny Depp or Leo could probably be... Well, Leo could be the Scarecrow. <laughs> Johnny Depp could be Riddler. That's two of them for you. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know, because, like, a lot of... Shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> help me out here. <laughs> I'm going to help you out. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. Yeah, but... You, but you, so, so I've been giving this some thought, right? So, um, yeah, it would have been a nice little text message. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to ask this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Um, you so, come, on, come on my podcast, try to embarrass me, man. It's, it's cool. Uh, all right, so I'm going I'm to throw it out there. Hawkman, right? I think it's something different you haven't really seen. Uh character's got some he, – he's different enough from, from any of the Marvel characters, kind of piques some interest mm-hmm. somewhere. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this at you, John Cena as Hawkman. Don't give me that look. I'm thinking, man. All right, all right. You know, you know, James Gunn's trying to get him to be. Uh, I think he signed Peacemaker. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think he. I think that's a done deal. Um, Martian Manhunter, right? I think you go CGI Martian Manhunter, similar mm-hmm. to the Hulk. You do some facial recognition. Uh, but but you're looking for a voice, like a distinct voice. And I know that you're not a Game of Thrones fan, but Peter Dinklage has the voice of Martian Manhunter. Is that the, the, the midget? The, Why you got to be a midget? I, I would say, yeah, let me, let me, is that the, what's the proper word here? Little person. Really? No, I don't know that. I would say it's not more offensive. <laughs> anyway, moving on, Peter, Peter Dinklage yeah. is the voice of Martian Manhunter. Good. Okay, yeah. I could I could see John Cena as as hog as hog uh, man. Okay, you know, dude's got a build. You know what I mean? He he's I actually met John Cena. He was working out in the gym that I was actually in, and oh, his yeah? forearms were as big as my legs. That's a true story. Um, yeah, and then it's like well, Martian Manhunter. You could kind of you you'd have to get the voice right, right with him. Right. Yeah. And I you know and I think you know. Uh, I think Peter Dinklage would be a, a, a great fit for that, and it's name recognition. Like people know, and like, don't get me started on how trash the last episode of Game of Thrones was. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit. So let's move on from that. But um, I think you introduce Robin. You got to or Nightwing. I'm gonna say that's what I'm Would you? Do, would you? Do? I think I would do. I think I would do Nightwing. I think yeah, I would do Nightwing for that. Because I mean, we've seen Robin before, and yeah. Under, Night Nightwing brings a different vibe. I I I like Nightwing better than right. Robin. No, I I I, uh, I like. I just think Robin or not Robin. I think Nightwing would be more appealing with the sleek outfit, the bike. Yeah, no, I, I can get that down. I'm, I'm I'm still rolling with Kit Harrington as as Nightwing. Right, I'll be all right with that. All right, um, man. I mean, you can go a lot of different ways. Was that three? Mm-hmm. I said five. Why did yeah. I say five? I don't know, man. Um, you want to tie in that Teen Titans vibe? Um, 
throw Starfire in there. Starfire is a popular character on Teen Titans. Um, but apparently, people was pissed with the way they did her in the TV show. That was trash. Yeah. Yeah. So was. you have to, you'd have to get that right. Yeah. No. It, it was. It was. It was bad. Um, man, who who would play Starfire? I, I see. It's because Zoe Saldana and Gamora were perfect. Right. And, and that's kind of who I w- would be the Gamora of. Sure. DC. Yeah. Yeah. And and you, yeah, that's a perfect example, really. But. The casting would be huge on that. I mean, I'm gonna throw one out there. I'm probably gonna get hate mail for this one. I'm gonna throw it out there for Starfire. Yeah. What about Emma Stone? Got a little bit of name recognition. I mean, I ain't up to date on my on, on my Emma Stone movies. I said, let, let me let me let me Google her real quick. Look that up real quick. Look that up. Yeah. I mean, I, I could. I can see that. You gonna see that? You checking checking that out? Yeah, I guess you you could do that. I think as long, like I said, as long as you get the look down and a decent enough actress in there. Right, and I, you know, casting would be huge for any of these roles. I mean, let's not let's uh, not BS with that. But I mean, so who who would you like to see if they did go with Dark Side? Who would you like to see play that part? Man, that's a tough one, man. I mean, it would be a CGI-heavy character. Um, you can't have him looking like uh, like Apocalypse did in, uh, in, in X-Men. Um, man, that's a good question, man. That's I don't really have an idea. Question. I was just asking. <laughs> that's a really good question. Why are you doing like that? My bad, bro. What if, uh, do you, okay, so so Brolin, a known actor there, right, uh, that played Thanos. Yeah. I don't know, is that where you go, is that where you go uh, superstar actor for the villain? I think you could get somebody, I think you could get somebody good in that. To play, to play that. Uh, what about The Rock? Was he going to be Black Adam in the Shazam movie? I don't movies? know. You ain't told me that yet. I ain't, I ain't well, it's just a rumor. <laughs> I mean, there ain't nothing. Do you, honestly, do you think you've seen it? Do you think there's going to be a Shazam 2? Yeah. Does he tie into Justice League? You, you, you. If not. He ties into a character. I don't know if I would say the gotcha. League. Gotcha. Okay. What about a? Uh, I'm looking at a list on Dark Side. What about the dude that played Dexter on the TV show? I can see that. I can see that. Uh, but no, you got to you got to see Shazam, man. Because uh, I wanted like I've almost slipped like four times <laughs> and <laughs> told you what happens in it. Because uh, uh, I actually think what they did in that movie was brilliant. It had its dark moments. It had its light, com- mm-hmm. comic, uh, comedic moments or whatnot. And honestly, the uh, what what takes place towards the end and like the the final battle was. I don't want to say an oh shit moment, but it was like, all right, I, I dig it. I'm I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to what's next. Uh, and then the end credit was two end credits was 
cool, but I ain't. We, we, we can't even talk about it, man. Can't even talk I'm about sorry it. to let you down, man. It's, it's all good, man. I'm used to it by now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, I guess uh, you got any final thoughts, man? We can, we can wrap this up. Yeah, man. Shelf, Superman, Batman, and uh, maybe even Flash for for a little while, and let's let's get some characters rolling and some some storylines that connect and make sense and make an actual universe out of it. And you know, there's no doubt you can take Batman or Superman and make a make a legit film out of it. Um, but that storyline has to has to adapt, uh, has to has to make sense in a in the big picture. So that's my overall thoughts. Let's reboot this bitch as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with uh, with all that. You know, we we kind of differ on the Flash a little bit. Uh, I think that could kind of be your character that kind of connects Batman, Superman to. You, you got your Flash T-shirt on right now. I, I do. I actually, I really dug the character on the TV show. No, like, it's good. Like um, the villains, you know, and I I thought uh, was was good on there. Gorilla Grodd. There's another one that could be used in the, not as a main villain, but kind of make it as a little, yeah, flash movie appearance. Uh, we've been going an hour, bro. That's, <laughs> shit fly by when you got somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So we, we uh, I was gonna talk about Louisville basketball, but if you want to, we can talk about it a little bit. I don't know what all you got going I'm game, on, man. I'm, you got me for for the duration. You got us in our super secret location. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, so. un, un, we don't even know where we are. That's how top secret it is. All right, all right let, let's talk. Let's talk about Louisville. Uh, all right. So as we, you know, and I guess if you listen to this, you may or may not know, but Louisville got two key players back. Uh, from putting their names in the NBA draft, uh, returning to school next year, which ultimately will probably catapult Louisville into a top five-ish, top ten, according to John Rothstein, top two. Uh, the return of Stephen Enoch and Jordan Ward. How does are you are you sold, man, with the mix of those two returning and the nucleus of the Super Six? Man, I uh, I'm sold on Chris Mike. I have a huge, huge man crush on Chris Mike. Right, same. Now. That's who I wanted from jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. Shout out, Coach Coach Mike. If it somehow hits your ears, um, come on, come on, and do a podcast. There with you us. go. There you go. <laughs> um, man, I, I am sold. There, there's a few question marks that I have, and, and we've we've talked about this a little bit. I want to know now that we've got some size inside. You got Enoch, you got Williams, uh, Iggy Hans there. What's that? What's that roster look? What's that rotation look like? Right? Because you know Sutton played it, played the four spot, you know, a lot last year. You know, six five maybe. Sutton? Ish, yeah. Six five ish, listed as six five. Um, now is that out of necessity from last year, or you know is that? You're trying to play that warrior small ball type type atmosphere there. So, so what are you trying to what are you trying to accomplish there? What what that system looks like? Uh, do the talents there? I, you know, everybody's talking about Williamson. I think Nickelberry's going to be a stud. I, I, I There's agree. something about the dude, and I, you know, I follow him on on IG and have uh, seen some videos of him. I Man, I think that guy's got a lot of potential. I think Weathers has got some uh, great potential there. 
Yeah, I think I think uh, even Solinsky or I, I don't know how to say his last you name. Said it. Yeah. I mean, I think with the I know they're talking about the red shirt and him, and I think the red shirt year will do him wonders. I think he'll be great. Aspects of his game will be great. I think he's going to be a hell of a shooter. Well, he can stretch forward. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like you said, man, it's there. It's with the key is who's your starting five? Oh, man. I kind of took some heat because I would, I would take Sutton out and put Malik in at the four. Now that you have Enoch going, you have uh, Ige Han, um, you can slide Malik to the four. If need to be, you can kick him inside. You could. And, and, you know, at some point, you don't bring a four-star, five-star recruit in and, and not get minutes, right? So, at some point, you're going to have to open up minutes uh, for Malik Williams. You know, the, the three-hit monster right there, you're going to have to you're gonna have to find get creative with that, right? Um, man, starting five. I think you got to go fresh at point guard, right? I think uh, he's going to bring some, some leadership and, and everything I've read from him talks about if he's healthy, he's he's good. Um, two guard. I mean, two guard, I'd probably go on Williamson. Okay. At, at the two. And I'll probably go Wara at three. I love Dwayne Sutton, man. I, I love Sutton's game. I think as, as a as a senior this year, man, I I see your point with. I will go Williams. You've talked me into Williams, and then uh, and then we'll go Enoch too. So that's my starting five. There. What about you? Same. Uh, I think Williamson award could be interchangeable if need be at the two and the three. But I think man, break if you bring Sutton in off the bench. That's your spark plug. That's your that's your Russ Smith type energy, because you know he's gonna come in and he's gonna hustle his ass off. He always does, uh, you know. And if need be, you know you can rely on him if he needs to start. He can come in and start, you know, for at the four, at the three, maybe if need be. Uh, but no, I would go Enoch Williams, War Williamson, you know, whatever, and uh, Kimball, because. Uh, you're not gonna bring a grad transfer in and not start him, right? He he didn't come here to, to set, right? Um, and I, I think uh, I think DJ's gonna be really good, man. Um, I think the you know the entire freshman class got a lot of potential. In today's landscape of college basketball, I mean that that's what you gotta have being a, being a freshman playing year round in AAU and and uh, all these tournaments. So being a freshman hasn't meant what it you know ten years ago what it was like to be a freshman. So I think you, legit you could have all these guys come in and contribute um, in some way. But put me on record, man. I think Nickelberry is going to be the steal of the class. So I'm with that. Uh, I mean, with what, what he ended up being, the, the second all-time leading scorer in North Carolina High School? Yeah. Behind Kobe White? Yeah. That holds weight. It does. He, he's, a, he, he's a scorer, man. He's a bucket. Yeah. Uh, you know, by all means, you know, it seems like, He's gonna put the work in. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy, uh, you know. And the reason he wasn't as if so high in the rankings it, when they initially come out before his senior years because he was playing off his position at AAU ball, so he wasn't getting that same type of production and whatnot. So I, I'm with you. I think he can be the steal. Um, come tournament time, that's the type of guy you're gonna rely on 
to to help get you through some games, you yeah, know what I'm saying? That's the type of guy who can go on a, you know, 15, 16 point run in a, in a game and, you know, carry you through some Elite Eight games, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Now, expectations versus realities. You see where we're coming in at. What a lot of people are saying Final Four or bust, and I think that's absurd because getting to the Final Four is hard and you have six freshmen. That That is a little absurd. Um, I would love to see it. I'll be first do oh, no line to get tickets to, to be where's Final Four after Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, oh yeah, I've been to Atlanta. I like good things happened last time I was in Atlanta, right? Oh yeah. Atlanta's um, like a second home to me, so yeah. I'm I'm always down to go to right, Atlanta. Right, right. Uh, shout out Uncle Julio's in Atlanta. If you, <laughs> oh man. Good restaurant. Anyway. Uh, expectations, man. You know, preseason man, it's so hard. Yeah, I mean you're going on what could what should be, right? But but when you play the games, that's really what what comes out. Right. For the record, I think preseason rankings are complete bullshit. Yeah, it is. I mean, Kentucky's national champs of preseason rankings for like 10, 12 years. I'm say, how long has Cal been there? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you're looking at all these rankings, and and me personally, when you're ranking a high school kid, uh, and I know a few people who you know that that's what they do, and. Um, but I think if a kid commits to a to a bigger school, a well a more well known school, I think that throws their rankings up, right? Now I, I I seriously seriously think that. So, um, and, and you're going off opinion. It's not coaches, not not you know general managers of anything that's going off these rankings. Uh, I mean, top ten, top fifteen, you're looking and you're like, okay. It's hard not to see if this kid's special or this kid's above where it's at. But once it falls off there, that's speculation at that point, you know, and who had a good game when you went and saw him. So No doubt. Um, but the expectation, man, I want to be competitive in the ACC. Um, selfish me wants the Final Four. Um, just kind of throw it back on all the naysayers and negative people around the program or, you know, been talking around the program uh, for the past few years through all the transgressions. I don't know, man. Um, you don't celebrate Sweet Sixteens in the Ville, right? But but no. if you got there, I think I think it's there. I think Elite Eight would be ideal. Uh, after that, man, it's a crapshoot. But that's a crapshoot for for any team. Yeah, that. I'm I'm wrong. I actually agree with with you. Uh, second weekend for half half to be second weekend. Yeah. In the tournament, yeah. uh, I, I don't, I don't care, you know, about two preseason top two, five, ten, whatever. Louisville basketball should make the second, and I gave him some slack this year. Just make the tournament after all the stuff he was coming off of. Now, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm starting to expect the elite eights, but with the core coming back and those, what. What did the class end up like? Top was it top three? Top top five? I think it was top five. I think it came in as fifth. Now that holds a lot of weight. I, I, those kids are talented. Now they're not one or done per se. Probably not. So, but like you said, man, if you get if you could get Sam Williamson to average, you know, ten, eleven, twelve points. You know, if you get Nickelberry coming off the bench averaging, you know, eight, nine. You know, whatnot, occasionally exploding for, you know, 17, 18, 20, uh, or whatnot. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, Elite eight for sure. 
second weekend, it needs to happen. I think we can make the Elite Eight because uh, I kind of think a whole lot of stuff changes within the team next year. Uh, I don't think we see as many bad shots because we have more more shooters on the court. You're, it, the offense is going to look different. Yeah. Um, it's going to start to more look more like a Chris Mack team. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, that would be good. I, I wasn't super familiar with his offense um, scheme that he ran at Xavier um, outside of catching on Sports Center. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen highlights and stuff like that. And I, I may have watched, I watch a lot of college basketball, so uh, I may have seen Xavier play a few times. Um, and that's what I'm kind of curious about now, right? Like, no knock on Xavier. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, what Mike Dunn Xavier was tremendous uh, being number one overall seed I think that's a testament to his coaching ability more than anything no doubt but you, you don't have ACC level talent at Xavier now that you have that talent and it's starting to come in you got that top five recruiting class uh, you got some legit you know guys who are seasoned uh, with some experience you got a good mix man and and uh, once it comes March, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see. But you know, I, I'm I'm anxious, man. I I think I'm more anxious for this season than I was last year. Uh, I thought he I thought that team overachieved last year for what they had and what they done. I, I think, think so the too. Michigan State win kind of threw expectations for people off a little bit. And North the North Carolina win at North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, and you know that was uh, yeah, but but I, yeah, second weekend, man, can be competitive in the ACC top two or three in the ACC, uh, make a showing in the ACC tournament second weekend. I think that, that's the expectation for me. Anything else in a, in a guy's second year, I don't care how good the class is um, or supposed to be, which I think, you know, I think we got we got some steals in this class, but uh, you, you can't you can't say Final Four bus with, with a guy in his second year. That's No, nah, that's crazy. Um Oh, back to your recruit uh, recruiting things. Uh, football got a commitment the other day from uh, last name was Tell. I don't remember the first name, but defensive tackle, mm -hmm. not ranked. Commits to Louisville, three stars. It, so it happens, man. What I do is when I'm looking at recruitings and whatnot, I look at the offers of who's yeah. offering, uh, and I might get a lot of you know negative sayings towards this but like f football players and whatnot from like the city of Louisville that get offers from Toledo Ohio Central Michigan like man they, they, they those not the type of players we need right now it's not and and you know um, Satterfield man has work cut out for him man and I think people don't realize that people don't want to recognize that but that program is in shambles Huge, huge shambles, and you know that was from the top almost down. Here, here's two. Here's two pieces to that, real quick. I don't know if you want to jump off into football, but let's do it. So think about this, right? The program been on a roller coaster there, and behind the scenes, there was there was major, major issues between the coaching staff and the players, and the kind of culture they were putting out, right? And Lamar Jackson still won a Heisman Trophy. It's insane when you think about it. It's 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 crazy. The dude still won a Heisman Trophy, and there was no structure, no structure going on around him at all. No, it's just it's just a testament to how talented that yeah, kid it, really it, is. Yeah, it's it's insane. 
Second of all, I, I get it. I love Tom Jurich. Don't, don't, don't mistake when I say this. You don't bring somebody back the second time around. That was, that was, that was an easy hire. That, I think that hire was made more on friendship than coaching ability. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I was all for Bobby coming back, but continue your thought. Yeah. I, the thing, you know, and it became obvious looking back in hindsight, right? He was looking for that next big deal, and he got it. Tom Jurich gave that, that to him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, dude, he, it, it appears like he, he cashed a check but didn't want to put in the work. Right. You know, and, and now, especially with the way recruiting is, and you probably can't do that. You're in the ACC now. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not running through teams that you used to run through. No knock to those teams at all. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a different level. When you got the national champion coming out of your conference, uh, you got to pick that up, man. And, and uh, I don't know if he lost his fireman or, or – I think he surrounded himself with too many yes men. He surrounded himself with a lot of family and a lot of a lot of people. Yep. Um, and and that ultimately led to his downfall. So. Yeah, I know. I I agree uh, one thousand uh, percent. You know, and I think when he got rehired and he started talking about we're going to recruit athletes and teach them how to play football, not in the ACC. You could no. you could do that in Conference USA and the Big East. Not in the ACC. You need talent. You need talented football players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I think the, the final nail was when George got axed. He was done. And, it, you know, two, two, two and ten, it showed all, all season. Well, man, he definitely, I mean, definitely lost the team. There's, there's no doubt about that. But then you start hearing stuff from high school coaches, like local high school coaches, how you know, he kind of closed everything off and closed off communications with them. And to me, man, that – that's, I mean, that's just crazy to think about. Expe- what the hell were you doing? Right. When when you have one of the most talented classes that come out of this city since what, like the Mario Bush, Brom, you know, type guys. You know, I mean, and, you know, maybe those guys won't go on to be superstars, but here they could have been, I mean, if anything, key role players. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh Who's the J.J. Weaver from Moore went uh, to Lexington? I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I think he's going to be good. Uh, and are you not even talking to him? Like that—that's a huge red flag, man. But that's—that's that's like uh, you know, yeah, it's a, that's a huge red flag, right? But but then you know, like I said, man, you start hearing the coaches talk about it, how how he kind of shut everything down and had no communication with them. Well, you know, you know that dude, you got to protect your own backyard. Mm-hmm. In, in any any kind of recruiting landscape, you know you, you gotta you gotta let that go. And you, you know what you're going to come in and you're going to lose some kids here to to Alabama or Ohio State or Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, that's going to happen. You damn sure can't let them go to Kentucky, out of your backyard. Yeah, no, you, that's that that can't happen. You know, and you're going to get one or two, uh, you know, big time recruits. That, that you know. They're going to feel scorned, and they're going to feel like you're, you're recruiting somebody else over. And I could see that situation happening. You want to stay close to home, go to Kentucky, um, playing at SEC. I, I could see it, but but from as a as a head coach, as a as a competitor, as a guy who's getting paid for that, 
man, to me, you've got talent in your backyard. Why aren't you out there doing it? Like, what? What's the? What's the? What's the deal with that? Yeah, it's like you don't let a Rondell Moore out of this city. Absolutely not. That you you, you don't. We go another hour talking about that. We could, you know. Now I I'll just say this, then we can you know move on, and I go you know we can start wrapping up. If he wanted to go away, because originally he committed to what Texas, I believe. If he wanted to go away to school, I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. Sure. But I'm at his door, night, day, sending text messages like, "Oh, bro, what's up? You know, when you coming to visit? When can we come visit? You know, how, however that goes. I do everything in my power because, man, that kid is talented. Oh, he's he's super talented, and I would know every outfit the dude owned, every pair of shoes, because I would see him every day. Oh, no lie, no yeah. lie, man. Uh, you know, so but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you know Satterfield's first year. I kind of got that. I don't, I don't have you know expectations or whatnot. You know, I'm just as long as I see improvement from week to week, I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, it sounds like the players are taking to him well. The culture is beginning to shift. You can see from uh, social media. That's the building block, man. Exactly. So, so that culture changes. Are you following them on IG at all? Coaching mm-hmm. staff at all? A couple some of the videos they put out that fired me up. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm ready. Like, oh. I don't know how good we're gonna be, but I'm fired up and ready to see some some football. Oh man, you, you, the graphic designer dude that they brought in is amazing, uh, and that's what kids like to see, man. And uh, you know they 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 hitting they hitting their stride, man. Recruiting's gonna pick up for football. Uh, it's gonna take you. Got to start putting results on the field, though. You know, because these guys see Louisville as a two and ten school. Yeah, exactly. It's not about what you did, you know, five years ago. It's about what you did last season. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the perception, uh, especially in today's today's climate. But let me let me throw this at you real quick before we dive up out of here. See Donovan Mitchell's tweet the other day about the uniforms coming for Louisville basketball this year. Yes, I did. I'm so. Wow, so I'm so glad we finally got somebody like for that aspect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, with him, you know him. Even with like Lamar and Teddy and all them, Devonte tweeting about the this, the uh, city and stuff like that. You know, the school and stuff. You know that that's good shit for us. That's you know Donovan's becoming a household name in the league, uh, and a lot of kids are going to start coming up with with Donovan being yep. being one of the top players in the he's league. One of the faces. Yeah, uh, you know, he got that Adidas deal, so he's going to be hook, hooking the school up. Uh, even the women's team, you know, had to help out Walls and all them. Uh, you know, so I think that's about all we got now. Unless you got something else. Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me on here, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. A lot of fun. We got to do it again soon sometime. We definitely do. Uh, you want to get your, your your social medias off? Yeah, man. So, uh so Twitter's at Break Fitness App. Uh, check me out there. Um, don't be shy to interact. I'm not a shy person. Fire away on there. And on IG, it's Break underscore Fitness underscore Apparel. Uh, some T-shirts and things available there. Uh, we'll have some 502 Podcast Network T-shirts available soon. Uh, working on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, jump on, like, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I'm seeking some interaction with people. Uh, some people have been... Uh, reaching out for a lot of different reasons. Um, some I can talk about, some not. It's kind of, kind of one of those situations. But, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, I'm not shy. F- fire away, you know, so uh, drive up some interaction. And uh, 
I know I said it before, say it again, check out that Good Shag Productions on YouTube. Check that out, support support the, the homie Dalton on that, and uh, yeah. Yes, sir. All right, uh, y'all know me at Hoodie Craig on IG and Twitter. Follow the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, I heart still playing games, man. I it's been like a month and I ain't heard nothing back from them. So they they playing, they they playing with my emotions, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I guess that's all we got, man. Five Hundred Two Podcast Network, Louisville and beyond.